American Ballpark. It's the Better Off Red Podcast. Here's your host, Jamie Ramsey. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Thanks a lot for joining us this week for another episode of the Better Off Red Podcast. We're fresh off Reds Fest and the winter meetings and moving directly towards Christmas and the new year. Baseball season is just around the corner, folks. This week, one of my good friends from the Cincinnati Reds organization, Rick Stowe, joins us to chat about his job duties as a Reds clubhouse manager and to talk about some of his more memorable moments in his 34 years in the organization. But first, let's get to some music from a band that I interact with regularly on Twitter, Someone Still Loves You, Boris Yeltsin. Boris Yeltsin's lead singer is Phil Dickey, and he's a huge Reds fan and has been the mastermind behind this nationally recognized indie rock band for several years. He's even known to wear a Better Off Red t-shirt in some of the band's music videos. Here's the song Step Brother City from Someone Still Loves You, Boris Yeltsin's latest album, The High Country. Someone Still Loves You, Boris Yeltsin's song Step Brother City from their latest album, The High Country. I highly recommend picking up that album. It is great. One of my favorite albums of 2015. And, you know, Phil Dickey is a huge Reds fan, so anything you can do, do to support him, I highly recommend. couple of items from BOR headquarters before we get to Rick Stowe. We recently recorded a bunch of material for the podcast while we were at Reds Fest, and I'm pleased to let you folks know we're going to make those interviews available here on the BOR podcast beginning next week, so keep your ears open for that. Also, don't forget to join us at the Holy Grail Banks for BOR baseball trivia hosted by yours truly every Tuesday in which a Reds Hot Stove League radio show broadcasts live from the Holy Grail Banks. It's a great time with great people, and we always have fun. So I highly recommend that you guys get down there and and join us for some BOR baseball trivia. It's another great way to get your baseball fix. This week's guest has been working in the Reds Clubhouse since 1981. He's a Cincinnati native and the son of legendary Reds clubby Bernie Stowe. This is Reds home clubhouse and equipment manager and my good friend, Rick Stowe. Rick Stowe joining us here live in BOR Studios. Rick, how's it going, man? Good, Jamie. Thanks for having me. I appreciate this is you fun. coming this is on. This a great studio, by the way. I love it. <laughs> a lot of bobbleheads. <laughs> oh. uh, you know. A cool lot of, pictures on the wall. This is this is it. And little Marty is, on the desk. This is, in case you need to get away sometime from downstairs, come on up here. We'll lock the door. We'll, well keep it. We'll keep well, everybody you're, quiet. You're gonna keep... get tired of me up here then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to have you on. I think it's important that people know, like you know, Reds fans out there. You know, they know the players. They know the front office personnel. But a guy like you, who's been here for a long time, who is the master at his craft. <laughs> um, 
I, I wanted to give them a, a give folks a peek behind the curtain a little bit. That's then. no problem. You're too generous too. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk a little bit about uh, what you do and how okay. long you've been here. And let's start with. Uh, I mean, everybody knows Bernie, your father. Great man. Yes, he Great is. Man. Absolutely. So Great man. I, I assume that, uh, you know, obviously Bernie was here for a long time and then he, I guess he kind of brought you in, right? Well, uh, I, I think that's what got me in, <laughs> involved in it was uh, he was, uh, you know, I mean, as you know, mm-hmm. we are gone from home a lot yeah. in, in this job and as well as my father was. So for eight months, you know, I, I rarely saw my dad because he was always away and um I was I, I turned 16 and uh, I knew that was my magical year but uh, I tried out for elder baseball and and actually was uh, was uh, I, I got cut I got cut on one of my <laughs> what? last yeah what, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, me and this other guy we were we were the last ones cut our uh, sophomore year so I decided well you know what it, this would be pretty cool to work with my dad and I would actually get to see my dad every day that was one thing I was I, I really wanted to do is get closer to my dad. Sure. Because, you know, you know, I mean, all those years of not being around him all the time. So uh, I did when I was 16 years old, 1981. I uh, I, I, I came on board with my dad and uh, been here ever since. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of like a blessing in disguise to get cut from the baseball team. <laughs> well, that is to be with my dad. Yeah. yeah. It was it was really neat. And I got to I got to uh, experience my dad in that clubhouse, which he I mean, you want to talk about the best. He was. He made, you know, uh, I mean, he treated the the twenty fifth man on a team like he treated the Pete Rose on a team or Johnny Bench on a yeah, team, and yeah, and, sure. and that was pretty special to me to see something like that. Right. Yeah. And, um, uh, so yeah, he's and when did Bernie start? Oh God, a, a long time ago. <laughs> many moons he started, ago. yeah, many moons ago in the fifties, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he was a visiting team bat boy. I know, and. Uh, he worked his way on up, and you know he became equipment man. I think in 1969. Wow! And uh, yeah, and went from there. But uh, no, he uh, he spent a lot of years in that clubhouse, and I tell you what, there's not too many people that dislike him. He's he's one of those George Grand, Sean Casey guys that you never hear really too many bad words about. I've never heard a bad yeah. word about. It. I yeah. will tell you a story though. The first time that I met your dad, I was on obviously it was when I was on the ground crew in '97. Do you remember the guy that did video behind home plate? Oh, yeah, Joe, Joe Ireland. Joe Ireland, Sure yeah. did. That was back in the primitive days of taking, oh. doing video. I mean, it was video cassettes, and, you know, Joe Ireland was up there in age, and he kind of sat up True there. story. Mrs. Shot really went, she didn't want to invest in too much of that stuff, so I think <laughs> uh, Tony Perez knew somebody somewhere, and Tony Perez literally came up with, like, the camera, and the, I mean, he, he came up with half of the room so, that yeah. Joe Ireland... Uh, so the, the yeah. video was provided by Tony Perez. That's great. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, re- if you remember, he sat behind home plate where we were stationed yeah. at, at River Greatest Front seat in the house. Oh, it was the best. So after the games, Joe was, you know, a little, like I said, a little up there in age. So one of the mem- one of the duties for the ground crew, one of the ground crew guys every game had to haul his video stuff, help him break it down, and then you guys stored it in the clubhouse. Yeah. So it was the first time I was ever in the clubhouse. Oh, I was boy. helping uh, Joe Ireland. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and Bernie comes over. He looks me up and down, and he says, what are you doing in here? He knew what I was doing, but he was right. just messing oh, with yeah. me. I said, oh, I'm, you know, sorry, I'm just here to help him with the, the video because I was very uncomfortable being, being in the clubhouse. It was, you know, it, it was a privilege and it right. still should be for for those of you listening. But, uh, yeah, I go in there and he's like, what are you doing here? I said, I'm just helping uh, Joe bring the video stuff in. He's like, what high school did you go to? I said, was caught off guard a little bit. I said, well, I went to Hamilton High School. And then he just let me have it for like five <laughs> minutes because A, it wasn't anywhere in Cincinnati. B, it wasn't Elder. So he let me have it. And I'll never forget oh. after, and I thought he was being serious. I mean, he was really running me down, like almost yelling at me. I thought he was being serious. And I'm sitting there, my face is getting white. And then after he's finished, he kind of winks at me. And I'm like, ah, that was awesome. Bernie got me. still got me. One of my first days on the oh, job, yeah. and he got me. Now he's 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 great. How's Bernie doing these days? Is he doing okay? He's hanging in there. Yeah, he's hanging in there. Yeah, old age is catching up. Yeah. He's eighty now, so he's yeah. yeah he, he he slowed down. Gosh, just to think, he's he was with the Reds in the fifties. He spent, geez, 
he went through them in 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 the seventies, uh, and I mean, you, I mean, you look back at you know those ten years. I mean, that was you know he traveled around like a rock star. That that oh, whole gang was. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, all the, you know, whatever. They went to, what, four world championships? Yeah. Or, the, yeah. you know, they won two, went to four, the, you know, the playoffs and everything like that. Uh, you know, which is something that we all strive to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, right. uh, and he got to see, you know, it was, I don't know if it was old hat to him, but it was definitely a good run for him. So. Yeah, well, I mean, even before that, he had, he went through some lean years too here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when, you know, right after, you know, well, 81, we had the best record in baseball. And after that, it kind of slid down off the hill yeah. till 90. Right, right. Now, yeah. you know, one of my favorite things when, when Joe Nuxall was still alive was just hanging out. And I know double for you when when Nuxie was still alive, he and Bernie used to have some just Them great, it, great rapport. I mean, the banner that went back and forth with my father <laughs> and Joe Nuxall was literally off the chart i mean i still have visiting clubhouse guys that say <laughs> one of the greatest things that you know they can remember about the reds is you know not this you know not the not the players your dad and joe Nuxall going back and forth i mean my dad would sit there and call him old marble mouth and he'd call him <laughs> tubby the clubby and, and and it would just go from there and then uh, but i tell you what those two were the best of friends i mean yeah. every you know they traveled in the off season together they went to europe on cruises with you know my mom and Donzetta and yeah they would I mean they were the best of friends and it they, was and they knew everyone that played on that on those teams from the I, 50s I, on didn't they one of one of the biggest regrets I had is uh one year John Allen he he hands me this this sheet and it had like numerically um all the numbers and then it had like year by year you know yeah year by year the rosters from mm -hmm. like 1930 on or something like that and i pulled this thing on out and it was joe knox on my dad sitting in my office and you know and it, all of a sudden i start going through some of the names and all of a sudden it got to the point where Nuxie's like oh yeah bernie you know you remember him that was that left-hander remember he had that breaking ball and <laughs> and he go like that and and it was kind of funny how my dad realize no joe come on you remember this guy he he drove the the lincoln continental remember him and uh, hey, hey nuxie come on you remember this guy we were in st louis at the chase park plaza hotel and and he jumped from the third floor out and he he, he just barely missed that wire going across right into the swimming pool remember that and 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 them two went back and forth in between them they had they had the whole you know yeah everything down i mean joe oh come on burn remember remember that game when he mm. you know ran back against the wall and caught that ball and say you know or you know he dropped the ball in the outfield and anyway and, and then my dad would go oh come on joe he had the stinkiest feet remember him he stunk <laughs> like you know right and, and yeah. it was just funny how the how the, they you know yeah and, and they, they went back went and forth for and and in oh yeah oh yeah and and they they it was I wish I would have tape recorded it because it would have been something that somebody could have played in the Hall of Fame oh, for years and yeah. years and years. Oh, man. Just a, I'd, I'd love to just, you know, on a random I, day, just throw that tape in. It was it it was it was it was a highlight of my life. Well, I mean, what a tremendous resource. Yeah. Bernie and Nuxie. Not even, yeah. I mean, alone, exactly. stand alone, they're great. But you right. know, together, oh, my goodness. Yeah. That, that's, that's too bad. Bernie should have been a guest up in the Marty and Joe booth from time to time. <laughs> oh, I mean, my goodness. Thank God he wasn't. <laughs> Oh. So, uh, in addition to your father, you uh, work with your brother Mark. He's working on the visiting side. He's I do. He's on the visiting side. I don't see him much, which mm -hmm. is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> How long has Mark been with the Reds? He's you been... know what? Um, Mark Mark actually was uh, here for the seventy five seven. He was here for the seventy five seventy six mm -hmm. run. He was mm -hmm. here for the two world championships. Yep. Uh, he left and went on to college, and um, he didn't come back until like. Uh, I came in 81. He came back in like 83 or something like that, 83. And mm -hmm. me and him worked together from 1983 up till about 1986 in the Reds Clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, we were my dad's assistants. And um, and then he, he left and, and then he took the visiting clubhouse job. And I took the home job. My dad kind of just uh, took the emeritus job. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which yeah. he deserved. Absolutely. No doubt. And, you know, um, you have you have kids and yeah I do uh, you have I do. some that are you're they're kind of prepping to get into the business a little bit it that's it that's funny because <laughs> I have one that's uh, actually graduating from UC here mm -hmm. in a couple Luke. Of weeks mm -hmm. Luke's graduating he's he's been working with me for five or six years I, you and, know uh, what I was gonna say he's been with us for a long time he, yeah and and uh he actually he does a great job down there for me mm -hmm. but it's I, I'm at the crossroads uh 
I've even had this conversation with Mr. Castellini about that. You know, yeah. he's mm -hmm. kind of brought him up. But uh, it's one of these deals where I kind of want him to go on out and maybe see, you know, and maybe, you know, go on out and find his get his yeah. own feet underneath him and go out and find and hopefully he can bring some ideas back if he wants to come back or maybe he doesn't want to come back right. maybe he wants to stay away what but, do you uh, think what do you think at this point do you think he wants to oh i'm i'm sure he'd want to stay here <laughs> it's it's a it, you know i mean we got we right. got backstage yeah we got backstage passes to one of the greatest shows in cincinnati that's a you know i put it it really is yeah. it's pretty cool and we get to see you know you know we're out in the dugout we're you know mm -hmm. like i said we're it's it's a lot of hours, yeah. As you know, but it is a great job. No no two days are the same. Everything's different. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm a little bit older now, and and, and it's just fun watching these 21, 22, 23 year olds come in and yeah. you know telling their stories and you know <laughs> keeps you young. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, um, so, you know, Luke does a great job. Tremendous kid. Good. Now, kid. You also have another son that that might be uh, also in the waiting in the wings you know what uh he, he he's an elder right now um i i, I can't crack him <laughs> i can't crack him good for him uh, yeah good for him i don't know if he wants to get, get in here or not i i really don't uh i keep telling him you know hey this is you know You'll, you'll do pretty good here he's mm -hmm. you know working at a you know a restaurant right now and he's telling me what he's making i'm like okay you know you, yeah you'll do a little bit better down with me <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyway uh yeah i, I can't crack him yeah. so he's I, well, I, I think he's out and you mentioned before where you know when you were growing up you didn't get to see much of burn but which right. makes it great for your sons when they're right. here no, no doubt about it. I mean, it's no got to be great it. for you. And and one of the things my dad never did, and and, and all equipment men back then, uh, n none of them would take road trips off. I mean, they 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 were the they were the warriors, and uh, I guess you know, nowadays it's just a thing where that uh, you know I'll take two road trips off a year so I can you know be at home with the yeah. family during the summertime, which to. is I mean, you uh, really you, have to. right. Yeah, you, you have to see the family. Mm -hmm. Um and it's one thing that the Castellinis are great with. Mm -hmm. The Castellinis and Walt um are just so very understanding about that. Um you know and so that's one thing I do. So I'm home with these guys a little bit more than I know my father was. I yeah. mean cuz he he never missed actually I don't think he missed a road trip until like <laughs> I don't know 96 97 right, something yeah. like that. Was he was he just the lone man? I mean like now you have assistants and things. Oh, I mean back in his early days he was, was probably just the lone guy, well, right? The, well that was it. I mean uh back then there was one trainer. Mhm. Mm there is one equipment man and there was one PR director yeah, yeah. and one traveling secretary that right. traveled with the Reds mm -hmm. and that was it. Yeah. And uh now I think you know, heck, just back in our training room, I think there's 15 deep back there. <laughs> no <laughs> I doubt, mean, you man. got chiropractors, massage therapists, yep. doctors, three trainers, mm -hmm. strength coach, assistant strength coaches. I mean, you, you have it all, which is great. Yeah, you know, therapists. Great. Yeah. yeah, right. Which is it, it's wonderful. It's yeah. it's 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 a really it's a, it says something about baseball that sure. you know where it's come from. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. and uh, we'd be remiss not to talk about Josh Stewart. You're uh, oh my god! I mean, without him, you wouldn't be able to take those trips. Oh, uh, he, take he, those trips off, I should say. Josh makes my job so much easier. He, there, there's so many things I could say about him. Uh, <laughs> he, he's my calming factor. Yeah, he's he, he keeps this whole calming thing. He never. I always go to him when I'm getting worked up or something like that. Somebody asks me for something, I'm like, "Can you?" Believe? You know, he's yeah, like, "Well." Right. Yeah, I can believe it. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, let's just do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, you know, yeah. This but, wise uh, young man. Josh is, he, he he's fantastic, and, and, and also he sings a good national anthem. He, absolutely. <laughs> and he can bowl. He can bowl. He he is is, he's a true West Sider. He, he can is, bowl. He's a, he's he can a tremendous sing. bowler, yes. isn't he? Oh, he's he's a great guy all around. I, yeah, I love but, him. Uh, he's, He's been with me since uh, it was one of the deals. Uh, uh, my first uh, spring training when I got the job, I think in '96, um, we went to spring training. I don't think he was. I think he came to spring training, but he mm -hmm. worked on the visiting side. And I sat there and watched him, and I'm like, you know what? He, I'm plucking him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I took him from my brother and yeah. uh, brought him on board with us. So, yeah, he's he's, he's been, been here he's ever been since. Great. It's a, it's uh you know you mentioned spring training and. You know, I, I don't get to see you guys too often in the wintertime. I get to see you a lot in the summertime, but spring training is when I really enjoy hanging out with you guys because we're all in the same area and it's just great being around you guys. I mean, 
you know, the people out there, I don't, we talked about the assistants and, you know, Josh and a lot of the people, but uh, there's so many people that work both in the visiting on the visiting side and the visiting clubhouse and the Reds clubhouse that come together in spring training to help because it's right. It's a huge task. It's, for you it's a huge undertaking. Yeah. I mean, you know, literally you have uh, 65 players you have, you know, and, and then there's, you know, how many coaches, 40 coaches, 40 that coaches. usually come not in. to mention fantasy camp before you get there. Yeah. Right. Fantasy camp. And then you have, you know, the, but you're doing, you know, you, you got about a hundred guys that you're taking care of down there. So we, we, we bring everybody out. Uh, I, I bring my, uh, my brother from the uh, visiting side and we have, uh, mm-hmm. Brandon Rogers, who's yep. his assistant over there and mm-hmm. he comes and he's been coming for the past 15 years. Yeah. And, uh, then you have myself, Josh, uh, I have uh, Tony Walter who yeah, works more. in our more, <laughs> more, more works in the kitchen for me. And he's, he's another one that I, I don't know what I would do without him. Sure. He's another one. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I actually have a, a Tim Hellman. He, who, yeah. uh, uh, I guess his, his brother, Tom worked for my dad back in the seventies and eighties and he, he left. Vi- yeah. He was the visiting yeah. guy, right? Well, no, he was, he was, he was my oh, dad's was assistant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Tom Hellman was my dad's assistant and he actually got, uh, the head clubhouse guy in uh, Chicago. He's a Chicago Cubs equipment man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, his brother, Tim, I mean, so they, they've been coming to spring training, you know, since the seventies or whatever. Yeah. Hellman has been coming and they're from Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. And, but uh, Tim worked for the Chicago Cubs, you know, up in Chicago during during the regular this, season. During the regular mm-hmm. season, and he comes to spring training with me. Yeah, that's awesome. It, it really is, and he does a great job. Yeah, he's awesome too. Um, just to give everybody an idea, uh, you know, what you do. I mean, can you? I, mean, I sure. know it, that's a pretty no, broad question. No, it's a, it's just a, kind of talk about there. There are some things that I, I guarantee people listening right now have no idea that you do. N- no doubt. Um, one of the things that I, you know. We feed them three times a day, which is a, a huge undertaking. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the, the guys will start rolling in about one, one thirty, and uh, we we like to feed them. Mm-hmm. It's the first thing they do; they want to be fed. Right. So so we'll put out a uh, we'll put out a really nice meal for them, uh, you know, before the game right there, and then they go on out for batting practice. They come back in from batting practice. We feed them again. Yeah. And then after the game, we feed them again. <laughs> a lot of food. <laughs> a lot of food. Is, it's, it's healthy food nowadays. It's, oh, it's no, no doubt about it. Everything, like I said, Tony Walter works in that kitchen. He runs it like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. He Everything goes through our, we have a nutritionist, actually. Yeah. So yeah. everything goes through the nutritionist. And uh, we're very fortunate that uh, here in Cincinnati that we work with sports service. And, and, and we work, I mean, we have some of the finest chefs in town. No doubt. Right here in right here with us in sports mm-hmm. service and uh they'll make a couple of our meals for us every day and, and it's great food it really is so um that's one of the things that we do yeah. the other thing uh every every article of clothing that uh, the players wear every glove bat batting glove i order so i mean every day it's an undertaking a guy coming in you know hey can you call can you call Nike? Can you call Wonder Armor? Can you call Rawlings? Can you call Wills? You know, so every day we're, we're, you know, we're ordering their equipment, you know, something doesn't feel right. We're trying to make it right for them. Right. Trying to make it right. Mm-hmm. The other thing, we have to keep that stuff clean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and which yeah, is another undertaking. Yeah. So, uh, we, so we do a lot of laundry, uh, every day we're, you know, we, we got pregame and, you know, like I said, you, you have about, uh, you know, 40, 50 guys that you're doing laundry for every day. How many uh, washers and dryers are in the clubhouse? You know what? We have uh, three washers, three dryers in the clubhouse. So. And they're not just the normal size. They're big. They're, they're industrial. <laughs> they're <laughs> industrial. Time. We're lucky. Yeah. Um, come a long way from uh, Riverfront. But uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's so so we, we maintain we maintain that stuff. Plus, anything that these guys, um, to, make their, to make their lives easier to get on the field, mm-hmm. we're there for them. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, if it's anything from, hey, you know what, we got a road trip coming up and I need I, I need this laundry taken to the laundry. It, boom, we're on it. Right. Uh, you know, hey, can you, you run to the store and pick something? Boom. We, mm-hmm. You know what? We're, we're we're their personal concierge. I yeah. mean, you know, if, you know, our kids in a clubhouse, they want a car wash or something like that. Our kids will run on over to the car wash, get a car wash. Yeah. Literally. And, that, and that's good for them, too, because those the kids make money that way. The it, exactly. Exactly. You know what? Yeah. Do that. It, that's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a feather in their cap. It's it's uh, but anything to make their lives easier to get on the field. If, if it's a dinner reservation it, it it's literally we are their 
personal concierge, and mm-hmm. some of the stuff that they come up with is outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. Oh, it's, oh, it's good. So many stories. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, but uh, that's yeah. basically what we do, and we do it on a daily basis. Right. And it's yeah. you know, and then and then, of course, it's it's packing everything up mm-hmm. and, and taking it on the road. And usually, I travel by myself, but uh, it's it's taking it on the road, unpacking it, getting you know. Uh, you know, we're we're a traveling. You know, it is. It's yeah. a traveling act. It's a traveling act, and 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 that's what we do. We you know, every three days we bug out, head to another city, and that's mm-hmm. I'm there to bug them out. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I like guess. a roadie. Yeah, exactly. You know, one of the things speaking of travel that I I was going to mention uh, to those listening are, is something that I know that they don't know realize that you do, and it's a huge task for you. Is when we travel. We take two buses, one for the players, one for the uh, staff. staff. Yeah. But you ride on the equipment truck. You yeah. ride on the equipment truck, and then when we ri- arrive to the airport on the on the terminal there, at the, right. the, tarmac, the tarmac, you unload all of these bags into the plane. Right. We get, you know, we separate it. We, we, we separate the equipment in the back, and we separate the personal luggage in the front. And uh, we just want to make it real easy for the players. The yeah. players literally, they, they get off the bus, get on the plane, start eating <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> again. And then somehow their bags and, magically right. show and up. And then all of a sudden they get to the hotel and all they literally all they have to do is call down to the front desk and say, hey, can, can you send my bag up? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that easy for them. And that's, what, and that's my job. And, yeah. that's, and, that's, and that's what we try to do. We right. try to make it real easy. And then on getaway day, um, Gary Wayhoff will put that uh, forty-five G Dub. He'll put that forty-five, fifty-minute uh, time on the board, and yep. you know to get out of the clubhouse and, and and get to the airplane and get to the next city. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that uh, you know. I mean, I, we work really close with with, with Rob Butcher, yep. yourself, mm-hmm. Larry, mm-hmm. And Gary Wayhoff. I mean, it's it's a really. I mean, because we work together all year long. It's a it's, little fraternity between us. It's isn't a, it? You know what it really is, yeah. and it, with all the guys, and it's kind of funny. Uh, you hear guys that are, you know, out of the game now and, Hey, what do you miss? Oh, I don't miss a daily grind. I don't, you know what? They miss a camaraderie and every one of them. I mean, because it's, it is, it's a fraternity down in that clubhouse every day. It's a lot of chuckles, a lot of giggles. It really is. And it's got a mesh too, because you're with them. How many, like 200 days out of the year? Exactly. You're definitely with them more than you're with your wife. There's no doubt about it. (laughs) Right, right. And uh, and we do, and we we get along really well. And it it works. And it's, you know, like I said, it's a lot of giggles. Not to say that you don't, every now and then somebody will rub on you, but. Of course, that's the way, that's life, man. That's life. Yeah. So uh, you have another brother. Aside from Mark, who, I do. who did not get into the business, is I didn't. He Jeff? was Jeff. It is. He's he's yeah. He was he was a he was a bright one in the family. I guess <laughs> he always likes his go- yeah. But uh, Jeff actually he went to uh, he went off to college and played college football for four years. Oh, at I didn't know that Northeast Missouri State University wow. in Kirksville, Missouri. How about that? How about that? I had and no uh, idea. now he uh, yeah he got into the grocery business okay. here in Cincinnati. And works for one of. Kroger. Bigger, yeah, yeah. Kroger. Okay, we, <laughs> he can, we can say it. Okay, he worked for Kroger's here. Yeah, is he is he still living in Cincinnati? He now? still lives in Cincinnati. It's pretty neat. Uh, uh, you know, me and my me and my two brothers, we live probably within five miles oh, of each other, and within three miles of my mom and dad's house. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. How cl- how how much of the same? How different are Jeff and Mark? Completely different. Night and <laughs> day. Goodness, huh? Night and day. <laughs> and hopefully I'm night and day too. <laughs> no, but I tell you, it, it, unbelievable how, you know, it's like any family. Everybody's right. different. But what, it's what, fun. It's fun getting together for the holidays. And uh, you know what? Every now and then we'll throw a baseball story out there and it, it, it it's some chuckles there too. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Is there anyone, uh, give me a list of some of... Uh, some of your favorite players that you've had to deal with over the years oh my goodness that's 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 a that's a tough one but uh i've been very fortunate to see a lot of neat stuff uh you know i mean pete rose's hit johnny bench uh you know i was there when johnny bench you know johnny bench day when he hit the home run oh yeah you know what i mean it was it was pretty cool you know i I was there for tom seaver matter of fact tom seaver Mm. used to flip me his car keys when they would go on the road uh you know watch his car um, and that was when you were like 16, 17. Oh, yeah, 16, old, 17. Right? I'm driving a BMW to Elder Tom, High School, man. Tom Seaver's BMW. <laughs> Tom Seaver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, it was pretty cool. But uh, anyway, there, there was, I mean, it, it's funny. Like, you have 
Barry Larkin, mm-hmm. the Buddy Bells. It's funny how I kind of like the Cincinnati Boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. The Ron Oosters. Yeah, sure. Uh, but no, there's, you know, I mean, you got Sean Casey. Holy God. Yeah. who? I mean, he, he is the absolute best. I mean. One of the best ever. It's, you, you know what? And, and you've, they're really, once you get in that clubhouse, there really isn't too many guys that, I mean, they leave their egos at the door yeah. usually because mm-hmm. it's 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 everybody has an ego right. so they usually check them at the door yeah. they come in that clubhouse and it's it's pretty good there's it's rare when you get some guy that uh, you dislike and i bet you there's only been a couple that that have come through that clubhouse and, since 1981 that i really like you know what i, I wish he wouldn't come back in the clubhouse <laughs> honestly it's it's uh there, there is a lot of good people out there tom hume i mean holy god who mm-hmm. Who doesn't like it? You know, I, mean, I never forget I was ball boying down the right field line in 1981. That was my first job <laughs> out there. And uh, there's this, you know, guy in the stands. I, he looked like Bum Phillips. I don't know what his name was, <laughs> but he looked like Bum Phillips. And he had season tickets out there. And anytime Tom Yoon came down to that bullpen, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> boom, boom, Yoon. <laughs> boom, boom. You know, and, and, and I tell you what, I, I promise you, Tom and this guy became good friends. Is that right? It, I, that does not surprise not me. Lying. With Tom, Tom is, and um, heck, Tom could probably tell you his name and everything yeah. else about him, but uh, seen some neat stories, you know, yeah. I mean, seen, seen Sean Casey do some, all the players mm-hmm. do some incredible things yep. off the field that nobody would ever think of. You know, I mean, yeah. Anyway, that 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 they wouldn't seek attention no, for. No, never. I mean, I, I'll never forget the when one day I'm walking in, I'm bringing groceries in, and we used to have to come to remember Gate B down there oh, at, yeah. at Riverfront oh, Stadium yeah. the, where the players used to park. Oh yeah, but there'd be people out there getting autographs mm-hmm. and everything, and usually it was the same cast of characters sure. out there. And um, you know, forgive me because I don't remember the name, but somebody came on up and said, "Boy, that was really neat what Case did the other day." And I know we were in Pittsburgh. I know we we, we flew in from Pittsburgh, and I was really surprised because we had an off day here in Cincinnati. And Case came home with us because usually he sticks around. And heck, he used to go back to his mom and dad's house and stay with you know, yeah, yeah. stayed in the same house that he was born and raised in. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll never forget that he came home, and I thought it was weird because I was like, you know, Case, oh, you're on the plane, well, you know. And uh, he goes, yeah, I got a commitment. I got, you know, I committed to something. Well, here, this guy says, oh, that was really neat what Case did. And I'm, he goes, you know, what's that? And he goes, one of the guys that used to hang out at Gate B, I forget his name, but his father passed away. And they didn't have, Case actually paid part of the funeral. You're kidding. No, I am not kidding. He wow. paid part of the funeral and uh, actually went to the funeral. Oh, my. And this guy was telling me how, he goes, wow, how about that? So I never forget, I, you know, Case, I go, that was unbelievable. And, and he kind of pulls me aside, Rick, Rick, I appreciate it, but let's leave that between us, okay? You know, I, that, was, that was something I wanted to do. And it, you know, I don't, I don't need the publicity or anything like that. Case, you got it, you know, but th- that was Sean Casey. Yeah. And he did that stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Did that all the time. Uh, speaking of Sean Casey in Pittsburgh. There's a story about you guys driving back home from Pittsburgh while you were there. Uh, oh. Sean was, uh, he had, no, it was, he had appendicitis, right? Aaron Harangamayan. Oh, it was Aaron Harang. Okay, it wasn't Casey. It was yeah. Aaron Harang. Aaron Harang. The Harangatang. Yeah, Aaron Harang. He came down with the uh, appendicitis. And it, and it just so happened it was a trip that um, Josh Josh was yeah. on with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh will go on a couple of trips. You know, we'll go together, and he was actually with me. And uh, I'm, I remember that they said, "Hey, you got to get your pen." I mean, it was serious. Yeah. And and he goes, "I want to go. I want to go back to Cincinnati." And so we rented a car, and I drove like you know, <laughs> flew. Grease and, he's, and he's just laying there. Oh! Every <laughs> like, bump that you oh. hit. And I'm just like, I kept, you know, I was, I was worried that this thing was going to explode. And now I don't yeah. know what I was going right. to do. Oh, I bet that. So had to I be put the pedal to the metal, and I, you know, I was like, well, if a policeman pulls me over, you know, I don't I know. Aaron Harang here yeah. with a bad appendix. Right. So yeah. Help me Which out he here. could care less, and here's your ticket. <laughs> yeah, <No. exactly. laughs> but uh, exactly. no, we got him to the hospital, and and and. I'm not kidding you. They got it out in the nick of time, but oh, uh, wow. we brought him back to Cincinnati. And I always remember up. you telling that story. I was, oh yeah, I was. Inter- I mean, that's real life stuff that people don't you know right. know that happens. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Right. There's stupid stuff like that that we do every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And speaking but of not, Aaron, not like that though. Not right. like that. But. Speaking of Aaron Harang, oh my gosh, what a great guy he was. Too, There's huh? another one. I mean, you want to talk? I mean, generous nice just a great human being i'll never forget one day he comes in and uh he goes hey rick you got a second i'm like yeah he goes come on come on out here in the tunnel and i I go on out in the tunnel and uh 
he bought this 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 golf cart and he goes here this is yours and he hands me the keys and the title to this this golf cart <laughs> and we use it every day to get to the guys yeah. to and from the bullpen and uh it's it's pretty i, I mean stuff like that yeah. you can't right uh you know you can't put your finger on stuff like that but yeah. no there so many guys i mean that have come through here i mean heck it, it, it was just great to see buddy bell and you know he would come in the clubhouse with you know ricky and david and michael all the time you oh, know yeah. and, and 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 here you know david plays in the major leagues and then michael <laughs> michael heck I, I had michael was a red for a, for a yeah, second that's right yeah he that's got right. called up to the big leagues and anyway uh just neat to see stuff like that sure. i mean so many neat guys dusty baker oh my oh, god i mean you know what i mean yeah. one uh, of my personal all-time oh he's he just just a a great human being there's so many of those guys out there it, and, it, and it makes the season so much more special when you have guys like that if oh. it's just baseball then it makes for a long season how funny is billy Whether hatcher oh he's the best huh? he's billy the, ha- i mean he's <laughs> he can, the best he really is he comes in with an energy every day knuckling people yep. i mean he he brings it just this 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 energy every day it doesn't matter if we lost five six in a row he comes in or if we won 10 in a row he he is he's a special man yeah. and he, he I mean, there's so many of them, like you said. I mean, it's... And that, like I said, that's that's what makes the season go faster, mm-hmm. or not even faster, but more tolerable. Oh, absolutely. If, if it's baseball 100% all the time, no matter if you're winning 90 games or losing 90 games. And you never know what's going to happen any day. I mean, exactly. you know, you got Ken Griffey Jr., you know, I saw him hit 400, 500, 600. <laughs> yeah. Tom Browning throwing a perfect game, oh, you know? Yeah. Uh, just, you know, Homer Bailey throwing yeah. a couple of no-hitters. no-hitters. I mean, you know, every day you don't know what you're going to get, and that's... It's a um, pretty cool job. <laughs> it, it really, it really is. Uh, um, now, do you remember Junior when he was uh, just a little guy? Did, oh, absolutely, remember absolutely. Him when he was I in the used clubhouse? to play in these uh, father-son games. I was, for some reason, I had the equipment man's kid, but I, <laughs> I played in these father-son games. I think it's because Johnny Bench never had kids and they need a catcher. And they were like, "Hey, this guy just got <laughs> yeah. cut from Elder. Let's bring." Him. <laughs> <laughs> Made me feel better. <laughs> So you're running over like nine year old kids. And yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. So I was a I was a steady catcher back then. Uh, but you remember Junior back I then? D- oh heck yeah, Little Petey and all yeah. those guys. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. But how, he, and he remembers. Oh yeah. How was, how was Pete to you? How did you get along with Pete? Awesome. That was. I'll never forget when he when he came back. Uh, on, kind of a funny story. I mean, I, we, we're we're in St. Louis, and. Uh, it was like one of the, you know, later in the year, I forget, it was in September maybe, I forget when it was, but anyway, we're in St. Louis and I'm, I don't know, whatever, 1982, whenever Pete came back, or no, no it, was it was like 86. or 85, something, yeah, yeah 80, mid-80s. 4, 85, mid-80s. Do know Vern Rapp was our manager, and right, he's in yeah. the dugout holding his press conference, you know, and, and somebody, I thought it was Hal McCoy, comes up and says, Hey Vern, he, he goes. It just came across the AP wire that uh, you know it says here that Pete Rose is coming back as a player manager for the Reds, and that's preposterous. You see me sitting right here, don't you? And I mean, it wasn't. But ten seconds later, my dad comes down. You see my dad whispering in Vern's ear. Okay, I gotta take a call upstairs. Oh, so he, no. <laughs> so he runs back upstairs, and and next thing you know, that was. Uh, I think Tommy Helms took over a couple of days or whatever until we got back off the trip, and and then Pete's back. And and but Pete Rose, I'll never forget. Just every day coming to the ballpark, I couldn't wait to get to the ballpark. Yeah, when he was going for that record and everything oh, like yeah. that, yeah. it was just such a thrill. Right. I mean, you didn't know who was going to be there. Yeah. I mean, what stars or anything like that were going to be around because everybody wanted to be a part of it. And that—that's a record that'll never be that, broken. That won't be broken. No. Now, when he was player manager, did he maintain his office? He did. He did. He did. That's he weird. Ma- isn't oh it? yeah, it was—it was really weird. But uh, he had George Sugar back then, mm-hmm. and uh, Sugar George Bear. Sh- Sugar Bear. He was mm-hmm. another one. I mean, yeah. you know, just a great human being. Yeah. And uh, anyway, George kind of kind of ran the team a little bit when Pete was out on the field. But yeah. uh, anyway. I mean, Pete was at first base. He could only go to the mound so many times. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, oh, I mean, wow, if that's he, just something you don't see. Yeah. Yeah. If he went to the mound twice, he had to take him out. 
<laughs> send the second baseman. Yeah, player manager. But when you know, but just every day coming down to the ballpark was him because he was usually back then. The players never got there. Uh, they, they arrived at the ballpark usually, you know, three thirty something like that. Mm-hmm. They would get there. They got there a little later, four o'clock. Um, the food wasn't there, <laughs> so <laughs> they didn't. Right. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. so but uh, anyway, Pete would always get there probably around I don't know two or something like that. I'd get off school and I'd drive on down there and. He'd take me down the member Flanagan's down oh, the yeah. road and Absolutely. he'd go on down there and jumping Joe Kaiser would make a, a couple salads up for us and he'd sit there and eat his salad yeah. and then head on back to the, yeah, but oh, that's awesome. Pete treated me great. I Did mean, it? It, it, yeah, very fortunate. How about Lou Pinella? Lou Pinella, what a great, <laughs> you're talking about all these great oh, guys. Oh my huh? God. Did, you know what? I'll never forget when he, cause I was inside and I'll never forget when he was tossing that bag all over oh, the yeah. outfield. <laughs> yeah. He came in and he goes, "Oh my God, a grown man doing that stuff! Oh, I'm so embarrassed." He just <laughs> right after that. Oh, huh? I mean, he came in. I mean, the first place he stopped, we we're sitting there in the lounge, and he comes on in for a water, and he's like, "Oh my God, a grown man doing that stuff! I'm so embarrassed." And he, it was hilarious, yeah. but that was Lou. Yeah. Um, How special was that '90 team for you? Oh my God! You know what? It's kind of funny. You still see those guys. I mean, you know, like they came back for the reunion. Everything. It's it's amazing how tight they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? It. it, it, There. I mean, a fraternity within a fraternity. That because that team was so special. I mean, everything about. I mean, that was every day you were laughing and cutting it up i mean there's guys louis quinones i mean mm-hmm. louis quinones getting in the middle of the clubhouse after every win and just grinding down and dancing in the middle <laughs> of the clubhouse you know and uh you know playing can't touch us yeah but uh we had an absolute ball that year and back then uh actually because i think there's only like four or five coaches and when it got towards the end of the year it's like you know prior to that Ron Oster got hurt I, I, mm-hmm. the year oh, yeah. Mookie Wilson yep. took him out. That's right. And, and, and part of Ron getting back in the plan was, you know, he, he, there was nobody around down the clubhouse, you know, when a team was out of town. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, me Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I would throw, I would go on out and throw him batting practice. And I, I went from terrible to, uh, you know, a little better to, to where I could, I could throw a little bit of BP after, yeah. you know, after four or five months right so anyway i used the reds back then because they never really had anything i used to travel around and throw a little batting practice is that right yeah. uh, i had a ball doing it <laughs> but um I, I i threw pretty much in that 90 season i would go to different towns and you know that was a way for me to to travel with the team and everything yeah. like that stay in shape a little bit stay in shape a little right yeah. right but uh i traveled and i threw um through batting practice i actually threw in the world series that year how about that i had yeah, no threw, idea you throughout in oakland threw in pittsburgh for the playoffs oh yeah wow yeah did yeah. you uh do you I have was always the, ex- the extra group did you, oh, have, yeah. did you have your bat boy uniform on or <laughs> no was i didn't a, have a bat boy it a uniform, uniform? no it's just it was just, just a, a batting number. practice a batting practice top Atta and boy. some pants yeah, yeah. I, I, that doesn't surprise me with you yeah the humility <laughs> yeah. coming out <laughs> yeah zipped up oh, we talk speaking of that let's get back to some another one of your duties you have to put the letters on the back of the jerseys and all that yeah stuff. yeah yeah we uh yeah i mean just even for we we, we have reds fest coming up here and uh, i think we just made up 90 uniforms oh or gosh. whatever yeah. i don't know whatever but uh anyway um yeah that's one you know that's usually majestic they're very good we use majestic mm-hmm. athletic and, and and they're incredible about getting me a jersey within a couple of days two three days oh, that's good yeah phenomenal right and uh anymore I'll, like when we get to spring training that's what we do we have a sizing day mm-hmm. in uh, spring training where majestic comes in with three or four other people and they literally tailor fit these uniforms to the players liking i mean they want it a little baggier in the legs a little tighter in the legs joey yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh anyway it, it's just you know it's, it's just however they want their uniform to fit them mm-hmm. they'll come in and, and and they'll fit them and usually that's when i have to get the you know that's when i have to get together and try to figure out what the roster is going to yeah, be sure. you know what i mean because yeah. you got 65 guys you know you're not going to order uniforms for 65 right. guys mm-hmm. it's uh just not economical so you have those prepared do you ever travel um with like you know say we do joe smith is gonna maybe come in next week do you travel with absolutely that absolutely we travel i i usually try to get the the 40-man roster mm-hmm. and even if it's like a guy that 
uh, you know, like Stevenson last year. I, I traveled with a Stevenson jersey. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, Robert Stevenson. You know, right, sure. And it, it was blank, no number, but I had his name on there, mm. I, you know, and I had his, had his pants and, you know, just in case, you never know. But no, I, I, I carry, you know, a trunk just with uh, guys that possibly have a chance of getting called up. Plus, I have blanks in case of trades and everything gonna, like that. that. Was my next question. I have blanks and lettering in there to make, uh, oh, yeah, because, you know. We, I mean, this year even. It's probably the last, I was going to ask you the last time, but it probably happens a few times every year in which we make a deal. Always. We're on the road. Always. Yeah, it seems always. Like always, yeah, right? always. It's always on the yeah. road. So you have to hustle and get that taken care yep. of, right? Yep, yep. And usually in every city, uh, every city we go to, uh, there's a visiting clubhouse, man, just like my brother, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll, I'll make up the uniforms and they have a sewer on staff and so the sewer will take care of getting that getting that put on but uh who's our sewer um you know what i take them on up to uh cooks cooks okay cooks yeah does I, a great I, job yeah, with cooks, that they're yeah. always good cooks and then i have a uh you know because they're not always open yeah. so uh, <laughs> yeah. i have uh i have my girl amy that comes in with her little sewing machine oh, and takes nice. care of stuff yeah good. isn't that funny like yeah. just at it sometimes you have to yeah amy griffin will come in every now and then and, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah go old school she sits back there and, and that's when me and josh we sit there and uh we'll literally because I have, I have a big press back there we'll we'll get everything set up where we can uh you know we use a little spray that kind of tacks them down and so we have everything set up, and all she has to do is just sew it on there. That's amazing. I mean, you know, we yeah. have them all in place, and and anymore we have. Let's see here. We have you know Irish Heritage Day. Oh, we yeah. have Los Rojos yeah, Day. Right. We have. <clears throat> I usually throwbacks. Throwbacks. You know, you know the throwback uniforms. <clears throat> we have. Uh, I usually order two to three white tops for every guy. Two mm-hmm. to three gray tops for every guy. Uh, a batting practice top, and. Uh, Depending on the player, if it's an everyday, you know, if it's an everyday position player, a Joey Votto, a Brandon Phillips, I'll, you know, I'll have, I'll go through 10 pair of pants on these guys. I mean, right. they'll split and sometimes we get them repaired. Jay Bruce loves them repaired. Jay Bruce yeah. loves that same pair. He wants, he wants to be a warrior out there with the, you know. Yeah, and that's a funny thing. If fans and, out there watching, they can see the patches on their oh, pants. Oh, yeah. And that's because some of the players, that, they that's want their, that that's pair that. of pants. But, yeah. but then all of a sudden something will happen, and you know what? You can get rid of those now. <laughs> you know, maybe <laughs> yeah. a, you know, yeah. you know, a little streak that uh, they're not doing so well. But right. uh, but then there's other guys that, you know what? They don't like the patch. So we, you know, we, we, we carry extra pants. pants for them. Right. right. You know, another thing that I just found out that you guys have down there, the thing that you guys can stretch a cap with. Oh yeah. That is amazing. Oh yeah. The, 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 <clears throat> with these guys, you know, we'll get them a cap and they, they can get as many caps as they want, but it's the old superstition thing again. Yeah. They're doing well. They don't want to switch a hat. I mean, Austin Kearns would go through a whole year with this same matter of fact, I have one of his hats. <laughs> that thing is just standing up in the corner by yeah. itself. I think it's molded by now, but, uh, these guys, they can switch hats whenever they want. We, you know, we're, we're very fortunate to have new era that provides us with, you know, whatever hats that you know however right. many hats that we need and uh these guys can literally you know if they want to have a new hat every homestand or whatever i can no problem yeah a but lot this, of guys, this this contraption that you guys have it's yeah. you basically put it the cap well, that's on just it. and it's like a vice right? well a lot of these guys keep the same hat and in, in, in through the sweat and everything in the sun it'll sh- it shrinks up mm-hmm. so they're like this hat's getting tight on me so we have this contraption back there that we that throw the hat on and just wind it on out and it just yeah. And it stretches it back out. That's amazing. It's pretty neat. It's oh, pretty wow. neat stuff. Yeah, you, you mentioned New Era, and the, the guys can get as many caps as they want. But I think it's important for fans to know as well that all this stuff isn't free. Mm-mm. Like, the players do not get endless amount of everything. N- negative. Yeah. No. And no. I mean, we, it's just not feasible. You can't it do isn't. that. It isn't. I mean, it, to a certain extent. I mean, they we, we have allotments on all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think New Era gives us uh, $25,000 worth of allotment, and, yeah. you know. Majestic has an allotment. Uh, Nike has an allotment with us, um, and and there's no doubt we blow through it mm-hmm. every year. Oh, and, yeah. and like you said, I mean it isn't you know. So if a player went, hey, give me twelve hats or something, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, you're gonna have to pay for them. <laughs> yeah. Right. But basically, Ex- yeah. exactly. I mean, that's what happens. And exactly. Down to I, I'll order you whatever you want. Right. Baseballs. Ba- we. We'll we'll spend three hundred thousand dollars on baseballs this year. Three hundred thousand dollars. Is that your biggest expense? It's 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 right up there. 
bats it's right is up probably there. yeah and we'll spend we'll, we'll spend 150 200,000 on bats we'll spend you know we'll spend close to $180,000 in uniforms a year yeah. i mean it's 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 crazy numbers that are out there that. right and i have the budget for all this stuff that's my <clears throat> you ask me what i do i, I mean I, I think i spend half my day on these budgets and crunching numbers yeah. but it's uh, funny i remember and i'm not going to mention the player's name but i remember he was walking in the clubhouse and he had a tube sock with full of baseball oh yeah and you were like whoa 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 where are you going with that he's like <laughs> right. i'm taking them you're like no you're not <laughs> yeah. so i was like you know what go rick Stowe. Yeah. this is uh this is your clubhouse and you're not a i mean well you've been you, around you, you so can't long be. and you're, and, and and you're you not afraid what? to tell these guys look hey i have a budget this is what i have to work right. with you know i have to answer to hire people mm-hmm. than you know and so uh Sometimes I have to tell them no, and it's that is a tough part of the job. You know, when I took over from my dad, I always sat there and looked back at my dad, I'm like, how, how easy would this job be, you yeah. know? And all of a sudden, my you know, baptism by fire, you know, oh, yeah. I was in there, you know, doing his job. Thank God that he was around every day too. Oh yeah. Holy gosh, thank God he was right with me. I mean, that that couldn't have been better for me, having my father there to help me out. But all of a sudden, I have to start telling these guys no and stuff because every you know before then, you know. I'm running on out, getting her cars washed, running here, running there. Sure. And you bet. I'll go. Yeah, Where do you yeah, need? Whatever you yes, need. yes, yes, never yes, had to tell yes, them no, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. And finally, I had to tell them no. And it's like, ah, oh, breaks your heart. But, you know. Right. That's, and hey. a lot of these guys have never been told no in their lives. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> no. But I loved it. I re- always remember that. And I thought, you know what? This is a guy that is comfortable and good at what he does and uh, you know he has to because basically see, that's money out of his pocket oh we could well we'll sit there and we'll, we'll, we'll go on a road trip and you know one, one of the worst places that we can go to for for batting practice is chicago sure. losing balls yeah yeah and 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 we'll go there and uh the guys you know they have all the bleacher bums out there yeah. and they're screaming at these guys for balls and sure enough i mean you're just sitting there and you're watching rookies throwing balls yeah. up like you know, okay cha-ching. Uh, is it, you know, well, I, I mean we literally will go through uh um uh, you know two cases three cases of balls and, and that's it's it's a lot of balls and that and it those, adds up those listening at home the reason why we're not throwing you baseballs when we're on the field isn't because we don't like you or we don't hear you <laughs> no. it's those cost money <laughs> but they do yeah. but they do and i mean what they throw balls in the stands anymore and like i said i mean they're throwing you know any any given day we're, we got 200 balls going in the stands and yeah. you know seven bucks a crack it, yeah. it adds up and that's it you know it, just about everywhere we go they're throwing them up there and i'm like ah oh. <laughs> <laughs> because we keep reusing those balls like you know yeah. like we'll, mm-hmm. we'll we'll put those balls out there and then after you know they they get some use and we'll put them in the batting cage and after the batting cage we'll send them to the minor leagues yeah yeah and uh so you know i mean we, they, we try to we it, try to get as much use as we can out of these things of course and you hear the stories about like back in the old days they would send a baseball down to yeah. all the way down but it still happens oh my goodness we I, still send baseballs to minor leagues oh, and absolutely. they send it down to the next level I mean, I, I'll never forget when I I was a ball boy behind home plate, and that and that was when uh, Mr. Wagner and had, had this oh, yeah. team, and and yeah. and I was that was 1982, and I mean every ball that came down there, you know, was hit down the left field line. I had to go and I'd retrieve the ball and it go into this bag, and, yeah. and and they keep the bag and it would go for batting practice the next day. And if he saw somebody throwing a ball in a stance, not good. Oh, not good not at good. all. <laughs> Cool. Have you ever had to retrieve like a, a home run ball back in the uh, always like the old? I mean, before before now, where it's you know a barter system almost. Right, right. No, Ken Griffey Jr. We tried to get all his home runs. Oh, is that right? Oh yeah, it was pretty mm-hmm. cool. We tried we tried to collect all his uh, all his home run balls that you know, and it was kind of funny. I mean, some people would you know really put the most people would just say, oh that'd be great here if I could get his autograph or if I could get a chance to meet him or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was probably going on, you know, whenever he got the four fifty, five hundred, or something yeah. like that. We're like, this would be pretty cool for his kids. So, oh yeah, no we, doubt. You know, we just we, we would do that. We would we would contact the stadium, and and usually a lot of times it was you know Rob Butcher up in the yeah. up in the box or yourself, mm-hmm. and, and and you know you tell their PR director to contact somebody, and the security would would go to him and. And every now and then, you know, oh, I want season tickets. I want, you know, $10,000. Right, and you're like, yeah. okay, you can have the ball. Meanwhile, have a, have, yeah, have a good time. we're trying to, like, keep all of our batting practice balls, <laughs> and they're asking for season tickets. 
<laughs> you know what though? I, I, anymore, I, I I know I can't control them guys throwing yeah. balls in the stands too much. It yeah. doesn't it doesn't eat me up. We we do a pretty good job of controlling them. Yeah. Now, do but, you let uh, them know like at the beginning of the year, like even rookies, like hey look guys, take it easy. You on know what? Balls. It's it's kind of neat. Some of the veterans and and, and and like some of the coaches, like Mike Stefanski, used to have to control the balls, and so he sees and he's like, hey knucklehead, you know, like, <laughs> a, a, a few balls in the stands is okay, but you know let's. Yeah. Let's you know, hey, if they're old beat up balls, throw them in the stands. Yeah, right. But let's keep these new ones. We mm-hmm. you know they they're handy for us. <laughs> Nowadays, like we have a, and you know more than anyone what this process is like is uh, the uh, authentication process. Yeah. So before all of this, what last five ten years this yeah. has all happened. Yeah. Whereas before, you know, Pete gets like a three thousand hit or something. Just as an example. Yeah. You don't think much of it. The ball goes in the dugout or goes in the glove. The pitcher throws the right. next pitch. Maybe it gets fouled off. It's, now it's almost every single ball that was in play gets authenticated. It's it's unbelievable how that. I mean, it's added to my job. Yeah, a little bit that's added to the job, but it's it's a really cool process for fans and everything like mm-hmm. that. Like you said, I mean, there is literally uh, an authenticator at every ballpark, every inning, every game, and something happens. Uh, a ball comes out of play. You'll see a ball come out of play. That that's being stickered. That ball's being stickered. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's that mean? Bat, being stickered. Being stickered is is they put a um, a hologram on these balls, mm-hmm. and and it doesn't come off. You can't pull it off and try to swap it out. It it disintegrates. It <laughs> promise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they'll put a hologram on this ball, and, it's, and it has a certain number. And you go to MLB.com and go to authentications, and you can go on down. You can type in that type in that number that's on the ball. And it'll, it it'll pull up. It was, you know, the third inning, Joey Votto fouled it off down the left field line or something like that, or, you know, base hit the right field ball yeah. came out. Yeah. Um, we, we do it with all the crack bats. We'll do it with uniforms, uh, special, you know, something happened. Homer Bailey, when he got his no hitter, you know, he comes in and I go, Homer, undress, take it all off. Yeah. But <laughs> and he's like, look, what? I said, we're authenticating everything. Yeah, you know, I, I remember I was and, in there after one of his, not dinner. Yeah, he was in no. there after one of his, his second no hitter, I believe yeah. we had him, you know, take all of his uniform clothes off. Right. But he, he refused to get rid of his shoes. I remember it well, was one of his, well, one of you the know items. what? Well, no, there, there was a couple items. You're right. And, and this is what happens then is, uh, they have this like in, Delible ink, I think mm-hmm. it is, and they put like they, you know, they put it in a certain spot. They put a little ink in a certain spot that nobody can see. Yeah, but they they write it down and say, hey, so later on that year, when he was done, he goes, okay, Stoey, I'm done with these shoes, and so I I take him over to an authenticator and I said, here, these were worn for his no, and, and they can look it up and they can find out where it was marked at. Oh, yep, yeah. and they and then they'll go ahead and authenticate them. It's a great process yeah. and it's great for fans. It's it's great for and and their sticklers <clears throat> on on this authentication. I mean, they literally have to see it. If a home run goes in the stands, it cannot be authenticated. Right. If another, if it's touched by a fan, even though they see it in that fan, because you know a lot, of, they don't know if it's a batting practice right. ball that you know whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, it's it's a great process. But <clears throat> you were talking about like Pete back then when he was going for the record. I remember, I remember, I, I think my dad started doing it. I mean, when he started, you know, getting the hits like three thousand, anything over that. My dad would literally, he told the ball boys or whatever, get them, and he put them in a bag, put a number on it. We'd put it on, you know, after the game, we'd, he'd put them on the elevator, and they'd go right upstairs. So somebody, I mean, somebody had a lot of uh, balls. But, I mean, there was no authentication process. Right. It was just yeah. marking on a little gladdy bag oh. that got sent up on the elevator. Oh, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what, and you, you talk about that going upstairs, the, the third level of Riverfront Stadium. Oh, my goodness, that back they room. They had a huge back room. It was called Dead Storage. Or, yeah, Dead know, Storage. Yeah. I would go back there, and you know it was in such ratty shape too. Mm. Like, there was leaks all over the place, and it felt it was so heartbreaking because all these beautiful photographs and everything <clears> were getting leaked on, and probably oh. beer residue. Oh, and and, and it there was, was packed with stuff, wasn't oh, it? That was that's where all our. I mean, every year we would we would go through we inventory all the jerseys, mm-hmm. we'd inventory you know every crack bat every homestand we'd inventory the crack bats, and we'd send them upstairs and Mrs. Shock. I mean, you know they. They had, you know, not even even before that, Wagner, they they collected everything. So we, every, after every year, every season, we'd send every uniform up there. 
and uh, so they somebody has a little stockpile somewhere. Well, I also heard <laughs> I also heard a terrible story that some of that stuff went down when they imploded the ballpark. Is that right? Isn't that heartbreaking? That it is makes heartbreaking. me want to think like I could have oh. went back there and just taken oh, my all this goodness. stuff and saved, Sh- not even just saved it. I mean, just you know. I remember I remember going back up there. Uh, when Mrs. Shot had this team, I mean, it was <laughs> how great was that? Oh my goodness! At one time, like, there's different sponsors that come on board, bazooka and different stuff. And we had Leaf Candy one year. Leaf Candy had good and plenty. They had, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it was a fifteen twenty blow pops and all. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Uh, anyway, we had we had all this candy, and they shipped in skids of this candy. And it was supposed to go down for the, you know, like the clubhouses. They mm-hmm. wanted it on the bench for the players, right. you know. They wanted to see a player eating, you know, some, you sure. know, some licorice on the bench or whatever it was. And <clears throat> well, Mrs. Shot, you know, which is fine, you know, she, <laughs> she, did, I mean, it's 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 her team, yeah. And she decided that she wanted to, she wanted that candy. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of funny. So it it went up into dead storage, yeah. that room that you're yeah. just talking mm-hmm. about, and there was skids of that stuff up there and well you know by the time that you know it was you know seven eight nine years later yeah, ten years later you could have literally you, you could have hammered a nail with some of that candy <laughs> up there it was useless do you remember that that third level there with that old nasty red carpet and oh, the bad torn up and, and, <laughs> and mrs shot I, I, and yeah. one of my favorite stories about her she would and everybody had to call her mrs shot oh, it wasn't absolutely. you couldn't call her more no nothing like that the door jams were her personal um, ashtrays. <laughs> yeah. If you went through there, if the ballpark yeah. was still up today, you could go through there and look in every door jam. There would be a couple <laughs> cigarette butts in there, and definitely ashes. That is was, well. That's and that's the other thing. I mean, I'll never forget when I first start working down there. Every locker at Riverfront Stadium had an ashtray in it. Yeah, that's and crazy, I come, isn't it? Well, they had a cigarette machine in the clubhouse. <laughs> they did. They literally oh had a gosh, cigarette machine. And this is back in yeah 1981. There yeah. was a cigarette machine, wow. and guys would you know come in there and usually it was my dad that had to have the quarters for him right but that, that thing only i think it was out of there by 82 or 83 or something like that but it was amazing well, I, 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 I was sitting there looking now. at you know guys sitting there smoking yeah like you're supposed to be a world-class athlete yeah i was just <laughs> like i couldn't yeah. believe it right. yeah yeah but uh you talked about the 90 team we talked a little bit about some of your favorite players you you've also got to have a few like just moments where you had to stop and pinch yourself i I know we kind of briefly talked about right. pete's hit and the perfect game from tom browning you know what i this is this is one of these these moments i i used to golf like uh <clears throat> when joe joe Nuxall was mm-hmm. alive and yeah. it, it, there'd be a group of us that would go golfing all the time and i, I remember one day it was just marty brenneman Joe Nuxo yeah. and myself golfing. Mm-hmm. I think this was like the fourth or fifth day in a row, and I was kind of tired. <laughs> and I stink at golf, but this day I was worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm hitting the ball over, and and those are not two guys you want to be with <laughs> when you're having a bad day on a golf course. <laughs> I mean, needling. Yeah. I mean, just needling. And I, I, I was just, I was, I. I mean, so I go ahead and I'm up on a, I'll never forget. I was up on a tee box and I hit a ball and I, I think I might've killed somebody five fairways over. <laughs> it was just terrible. <clears throat> and them two were just letting me have it. And I'm just like, and all of a sudden, you know, whatever, Marty, we're sitting there and waiting for something. I don't know. And Marty goes to Joe, he goes, Hey, don't forget when we get back, we got that, uh, we got that golf thing that we have to do over Coldstream. And I'm like, you know, what are you talking about? And he goes, Oh, we have to go and uh, somebody bid on, you know, to golf with me and Joe. I think they paid five thousand dollars. I'm like, who would pay five thousand dollars to play with you, knuckleheads? You know, you got to be kidding me. And, yeah. and and then all of a sudden, I'm sitting there in the cart, and you know, and it was like you said, is one of those times when you just want to pinch yourself. I'm like, it this you. is pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, you know, this. I'm, I'm, it's me, Marty, and Joe golfing. Yeah. And, and at the time, you're like, I want to get out of here so fast. Yeah. But then you, it's you stop, and I've had, right. yeah, man, I had those moments too. I mean, right. You've probably had way more than no, but. You know, and it's like that all the time. Yeah. It, it really is. There's yeah. some cool stuff that goes on. There's, you know, I mean, as you know, I mean, you, you've seen the presidents come through. Yep. I think I've met three or four different presidents that have come through, vice presidents and we first ladies. White House. Were you with the White us House? In, yeah. yeah, we're we're in the West Wing of the yeah, White House. The walking Oval Office. Yeah, we were in the Oval Office. I mean, us schmucks. <laughs> <laughs> what are I mean, doing that? Well, well, see, that's just it. I mean, I've been, I've been, I mean, this job has afforded me. I've been on, you know aircraft carriers the carl vinson you know yeah. uh, the one i think they threw bin laden off of you know <laughs> I literally know, yeah. but uh, i've been on that aircraft carrier we've been i mean i would 
Rob Butcher and us, we went to NORAD one time yep. in Colorado. Yep. Uh, you know, went to the Jay Leno show yeah. with uh, yeah. Pete Harnish and Danny Graves. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, just some of the stuff that, you know, in different cities of places that this job has allowed me to to go and see that there's no chance in the world I, I would know. have yeah. been able to do it. Some of the golf courses that I've played oh. just, I mean, Joe Nuxall's America's Guest. I mean, yeah. holy America's gosh. Guest. <laughs> It's so true. Now it's Marty, right? Marty's oh, it American. is. Yep, yep, exactly. How great is Marty on the plane? Oh my God! Some it, of the what best times we've had are on the plane. Oh right? my God! It he holds. He sits in three rows behind me. I mean, it's kind of funny how we all have our seats. Yeah. It's 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 total random, but we all have our assigned our seats where assigned we sit. Yeah. <laughs> and if somebody said, "Well, you can't," well, that's yeah. that, you know, some a new coach or something come. Oh, that's 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 Marty's seat. Oh, that's 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 Butchie's seat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And we but, all sit together too, which is oh, I love that we're all right, right in that. Oh, we're right in that area. You, you know what? I, to tell you the God's honest truth, I mean Marty is just a hoot on that plane. I mean he'll say stuff, and I'll, I'll get the laughing, and I'll never forget that we uh, we lost a game one time. I forget where we were, and and I must have been chuckling a little too loud for the managers. Uh oh. Yeah, I think Jerry Naren, he, he he didn't care for he didn't care for. <laughs> he kind of turned around, and yeah. next day he kind of let me know. I'm like, yeah. I, I I I I get it. I yeah. apologize. Oh, I mean, because yeah. you, you, you're supposed to tone it down after those right, losses. Course, Even yeah. though you didn't have a bad day, yeah. the team had a bad that day. So it's, bad it's, day, it's, yeah. it's that's who you're essentially working that's, for. That's it. Yeah, I've gotten called into the office a couple once. Yeah. I know once for sure where I was told. Yeah, hey, See, you know, tone it down a little yeah, bit. But exactly. I, and it was, in, you know, not to blame it on Marty, but it was Marty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to blame it on Marty because Marty is, he's never wrong. <laughs> oh, Marty's the master God. of, and you know this more oh. than anybody. Once you think you have him, no way. Oh, he turns it back on you somehow. And and you know, I'll come in. I'll be outside on the plane, loading the plane, and I'll come in soaking wet, and I'm dripping, and I'm just I got <laughs> the I got the rear end. Yeah, I'm just yeah, miserable. Yeah. And Marty looks at me. Let's go, Ricky. God darn it, we got to get the heck out of here, and you're taking your time down there. And let's go. And I, and you and, and he's just like he'll look at somebody, and you know he knows he's just try, he's trying to get yeah. you. And Meanwhile, he did, he's sitting there in the cool air conditioning uh, of the plane, uh, having a yeah. cold beverage. Oh, there's a mechanical or something like that. Our traveling secretary Gary Wayhoffs. Oh. I mean, he's losing he's losing his gourd, and sure enough, Marty, let's go, Gary. We got to oh. I mean, he. How many uh, how many pounds of uh, of gasoline air, airplane fuel have you breathed in, in your <laughs> life uh, too much i've yeah. been listening to jet engine that's probably why i'm so loud here right now because <laughs> i mean I, my, my hearing's about shot <laughs> the gas fumes are just killing my brain cells <laughs> at an alarming rate but uh no. no that's good stuff well rick i know it's the fastest hour ever on the podcast i can sit here and talk to you for <laughs> anytime we, we, time, we could go back and tell some stories uh, about some guys and it's uh just to let you know i you know a huge pleasure not just for you to come on the podcast but i love working with you you're the main man, my main Same. man and like you know, i said i mean you know, we, we together. live together that's right that's right and yeah. it's a it's a pleasure and hopefully we'll have you on again got it all right Rick. i appreciate it thank you okay we'll see you that was rick stowe and as you can tell we have a ton of fun when we're together i wanted rick on the podcast so you folks can get an idea of the behind the scenes stuff that he's responsible for He's an incredible resource for Red Stories, and I hope you enjoyed listening to Rick as much as I did chatting with him. Don't forget, next week we'll have interviews from Red's Fest 2015 right here on the Better Off Red podcast. The music you heard on the podcast this week was courtesy of Someone Still Loves You, Boris Yeltsin, and their newest album, The High Country, which is available now on iTunes. Thank yous go out this week to Rick Stowe, the Cincinnati Reds, and my good friend, the lovely Lisa Braun very special special thanks to the best technical director in the podcasting game today nick prince without whom of course this podcast would not and could not exist that's all from bor headquarters thanks for joining us i'm jamie ramsey expect good news <laughs>